गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुदेव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात पर ब्रह्म तस्म श्री गुरवे नम आई बाउ टू माई गुरु एंड आई बाउ टू हिम इन ऑल हैविंग अ गुरु एंड लविंग हिम डिड नॉट मीन देर फॉर आई डिट लव एनी बडी एल्स आई लर्न टू लव एवरी वन बिकॉज दैट्स वट ही डिड दैट लव आई ऑनर माई गुरु इन ऑल एंड इट डजन मीन दैट नो आई वोट लर्न फ्रॉम एनी बडी एल्स it makes me open to what anybody can say to me this is one way that i've been successful in starting communities something i want to start here in india places where people can live together with others on the spiritual path where they can have satsang and not just mix with people who think only in terms of money and sex and power and all the things that worldly people think people who are in love god if they can gather together and mix with one another it gives them all an incentive you know what happens in our communities which is a great blessing if one person is having a hard time and everybody in his life goes through hard times the others are not there saying oh ha ha and pushing him down deeper into the mud they try to help him they're mutually supportive and it's so wonderful to live in a community of people where you don't find fight you find support you find love you find lots of laughter of a kindly type and not the sneering type that you meet in the world it's so much easier to advance forward if you can keep walking forward and not be pushed back one step for every one step you take or two steps you take forward so i would love and i hope that all of you who listen to this program will think in these terms join me together in creating communities this will change the course of history this will change the face of india in ways that will not happen only with only with people sitting and meditating in their own homes uh, in the silence and privacy of their own bedrooms when you live with others you can set an example mind you if everybody in our community we have a thousand people living in our several communities in the west if each of them were to go and live in a different city and people seeing them working in an office or doing whatever they do to support themselves seeing them peaceful and not ruffled and being kindly and so on they would say well why you, how come you're like that and they might say well i meditate i do these different things they would say well you're it's your particular nature that makes you that way they wouldn't think in terms of what they could do but when you see a whole community like that then you begin to think well maybe i could do it too somebody said to me what wonderful people you have here i said if you met one or two people like that elsewhere you could say they were wonderful people but when you meet many many people like that you have to say it's what they're doing that makes them like that you can become and must become sooner or later whether in this life or a future life you can become a saint you can become a master because you have to that's your destiny god made you so that you might enjoy so that he might enjoy himself through you which is to say that so that he might after long adventures finally this great romance resolves itself in union with him everyone has to find that oneness with god sooner or later the beautiful thing is that everyone is the same in him and yet another beautiful thing is that everybody's different 
so that even when they find God, each one becomes even more and more himself. You don't find any two saints that are exactly alike, because each one manifests the divine in him, which is always love, which is always joy, which is always calm, but in so many different ways, just as no two thumbprints are alike. I'm going to read a, an interesting saying this morning, from, uh, I mean today, from Conversations with Yogananda. The Master said, Women are more influenced by feeling and men more by reason. You can see it in the very shape of their bodies. Women's breasts are in the heart regions where the feelings reside. Men's foreheads, on the other hand, the area covering the brain in the spot where the intellect is centered in the frontal lobe of the brain, are square and often have slight, a slight projection above the eyebrows. I sort of jokingly speak of this projection of mine as a Neanderthal ridge, but uh, in fact it's because the, the uh, consciousness is different. There's, it's foolish to say that men and women are exactly alike. One day I was talking with a successful woman author. All her life she had been competing in what was primarily a masculine arena, and she prided herself on her intellectual outlook on everything. In everything I do, she told me, I'm guided entirely by reason. I said nothing. Gradually, however, I steered the conversation around to another woman author, this woman's so-called competitor. When it came to discussing this trade rival, the woman had absolutely nothing good to say. Aha, uh -huh, I said teasingly, you go only by reason. She saw immediately what I meant, and we had a good laugh over it. But you see, they, as the French say, vive la différence. Good for the difference. It's good. We don't want everybody all the same. And I'm not speaking sexually. Man represents reason, women represent feeling. We need a balance of the two. This is why men and women are naturally attracted to one another. But the ideal is to develop these, both these qualities in yourself. Master was a powerful person in his personality, but he could be so sweet and so motherly. When he was lying on his, on the, uh, after he died, and he was lying there, I'll never forget one of the monks coming in, touching his feet and saying, Mother. He was a mother to us, as well as a father, more a mother than a father. When, you could, when he talked sometimes, he was so sweet that you just, your heart melted. Now, this is, this is the ideal human being. Neither man nor woman, both in a sense, but not man or woman, but feeling and reason combined. When feeling is calm, feeling becomes intuition. When the, the feeling is rest, uh, restless, um, then it's emotion. You don't find truth without intuition. Women are often more intuitive, at least about other people, than men are because they go more by feeling. And if that feeling is calm, it's often happened. My guru used this illustration that a man will want to uh, go into partnership with somebody and his wife will say, well, better not. I don't feel good about that person. And he, because he goes more by reason, well, look, he's got perfect credentials, etc., etc. But if he listens, he's safer. If he doesn't listen, often this master told about one example where this partner one day walked out with all the money and 
left him destitute. This is something that women are very good at, but it's interesting to know that intuition can be used in different ways, and where you direct your attention, you can be intuitive. So men are often very intuitive when it comes, for example, to what step to take in their business and uh, in their organizational activities. I have, for some reason, been born with an ability to see whatever organizational step people want. I can see miles down the road what the results would be. And because of this intuition that God has given me to create communities, I've saved the day many times by knowing this was wrong and that was right. And sometimes people have gotten quite exasperated with me, but I just knew, and I adhered stubbornly to what I believed in, and I've been proved much more right than wrong. And when I'm wrong, I'm perfectly happy to say so, because to have that kind of intuition, you cannot commit your ego to it. Your commitment has to be to truth. And when it's to truth, and somebody else is right and you're wrong, your commitment is to truth. Go along with that. It doesn't matter. Whoever is right doesn't, doesn't matter. But the truth is what really matters. And when you have that kind of commitment, then you, you understand. It's, it's a, intuition in human things is, well, Master put it in this way. He explained that there can be a cloud on a hill. And you may think that it's a dust cloud, but it may in fact be caused by, it may be smoke from a fire. Your intuition will tell you what it is. Your reason will tell you it looks like dust. Intuition, if it's true intuition, is never wrong. Unfortunately, many women that I have met, are, they're too fond of their intuition and they are wrong. When I was nine years old, I got uh, very seriously ill. I came near dying and it was in my stomach. And so this woman doctor was called. It was in Bushtein, a little town in the, in the mountains of Romania. And she was absolutely certain it was appendicitis. Well, in fact, it wasn't. But she prodded me, here, does this hurt? Prodded me, there, does this hurt? Well, finally, I hurt all over. So they couldn't operate everywhere, so they had to give up on that one. It turned out that I had something else. But uh, when women are calm and not committed with their egos to it, again, it's the same thing. If you commit your ego to it, then you're likely to make many mistakes. But calm, intuitive, and intuition is primarily feeling. Therefore, women are basically more intuitive than men are. Men try to reason things through, and reason can take you in all sorts of bypaths. They make sense. The only thing wrong with them is they aren't true. So if you want to be guided, listen to your heart. The trick is this. When you want to get an answer from your higher self, from God, whatever, this is the center of reason. That's why when people reason deeply, they can knit their eyebrows. This, a feeling in the heart, is uh, the center of feeling and of intuition when the feeling is calm. Now, if you want an answer, put your mind here. When your mind is completely calm, then ask that question then feel the answer in your heart. If you want to commune with a great master, visualize him, visualize especially his eyes. And then when you feel totally concentrated, feel in your heart. You will find that that feeling, according to the different masters, that will be different because each one is a different ray of the divine in his manifestation. So when you pray to 
Uh, Sri Yukteswar, for example, Swami Sri Yukteswar was a, a master called him a Gyanavatar. And you will feel wisdom. And when you pray to my Guru, you will feel joy and love. And each one, not just joy and love, but a particular kind, you will feel his consciousness there. I have found that consciousness guiding me again and again. And I've learned that it works. Now, this is good in... in uh, Creativity, too. So much art is, I want to do this. You'll never create good art that way. But if you, if you meditate and ask what you have to do, I'll give you an example. I wrote in one hour nine melodies for what I called a Mediterranean suite, which was inspired by photographs and slides that I had taken of the Mediterranean area. Now, there were slides of many different places, and so the mood of each one had to shift quickly from one song to another, from one melody to another, according to the slides I was showing. Well, first of all, not in the beginning of it, but partway through it, there was one of Capri. So I had a melody that fitted the mood of Capri, but then I, the next series in this slideshow was of Pompeii. Well, Pompeii, as you probably know, was an ancient Roman city which was destroyed by a volcanic uh, eruption of Vesuvius back in before Christ, B.C. And uh, I had to have a very different kind of slideshow uh, or music to fit those slides. So what I did was not sit there and say, well, God, give me a melody. You have to be specific in what you ask. I said, I would like a melody. I would like it to express ancient tragedy, but not too much tragedy, because after all, 2,000 years have passed since then. I would like it to suggest the kind of sins that must have been committed to attract such a karmic blow. But after all, those sins were long ago, and I hope they've been expiated by now, so not, not too bad, not too dark, sort of sadness overlaid by joy, because finally, the patina of joy covers everything. So I had those thoughts clearly in my mind. Then I just said, well, God, give me that kind of melody. It came in an instant. And it was just exactly what I wanted. Well, the next song to that was a song about Naples. And I, I, uh, uh, as soon as I thought about Naples, you think of the tarantella and the gay dance. And, and uh, it's a happy city, at least in theory and in tradition. By no means so necessarily with its uh, people, but uh, I, I prayed for something that would be a gay tarantella, and immediately, when you come to Napoli, la 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 la, that melody just appeared by itself in an instant. Then the next series in this slideshow was of a uh, monastery, and it was a monastery that tourists could visit. So I thought, well, it should have a monastic feeling to it, but not too much so because it's also a tourist place. And uh, so I wanted a melody, and this is what I told my superconscious and God, to give me a melody that said, um, devotional, monastic feeling, renunciate, and at the same time a place where tourists could go to appreciate it. And instantly a melody came, and I just, when the inspiration comes, whatever kind it is, I've gotten it as music, and it's a good example, but you can get it in cooking. What you do is you go along with the inspiration. So in the beginning, there was a Gregorian chant, 
Long I've called you, my Lord, long I've called you. That's in the, in the Gregorian uh, mode of the West, and it's the kind of music they sing in traditional monasteries. But then I thought it can't go on that way, and I, the song itself didn't want to go on that way. So, many years I have called for your sight. Then suddenly it has to change. How much longer, friend? Now, in Western modern tradition, they would go all, all to pieces with their emotion. How much longer, friend? I knew that wouldn't do, so I had to go. I, I, I didn't want to be that kind of melody. I had to rein it in. And so, how much longer, friend? Much more powerful. But all this comes by intuition. You can't sit there and reason it out. Must I cry your name? Now, if you end the song the way it normally ends, it ends on the beginning note, the, the, the beginning note of the scale. So in that one, I am yours ever, yours will you come. That would end it. You sort of, you know, a question like this, should, it should end in a question. I am yours ever, yours will you come. And so the melody takes you off. This, I didn't have to reason it out. When you use your intuition, you don't have to use your reason. You just have to hold your feeling, your intuition, up to that reason. And uh, you will see that it will be guided. Reason, feeling should be kept in a state of reason. Reason should be kept in a state of feeling. When you combine the two, you will see everything goes well. And even the most simple tasks will somehow, the most mundane tasks, they will be right and they will be intuitive. Well, let us sing a song, Sleep is Calling. It's a lullaby that I wrote. I hope you enjoy it. Sleep is calling, fly up high, be a cloud moving through the sky. Sail above the winding rivers, ask the stars, what am I? Lullaby, lullaby, lullaby. Sleep is calling, soaring light, be a star shining through the night. Tell all creatures that you love them, tell the shadows be bright. Lullaby, lullaby, lullaby. Sleep is calling, fly up high, be a cloud moving in the sky. Sail above the winding rivers, ask the stars, what am I? Lullaby, lullaby, lullaby. Sleep is calling, soaring light, be a star shining through the night. Tell all creatures that you love them, tell the shadows 
be bright lullaby lullaby lullaby